Hi, this is Carrie Life Art and you are listening to podcast Body is a Temple in this episode. But sometimes if you need to re-educate a bit your senses yeah, and to kind of inform yourself about uh, what your body actually needs and then with time you develop this kind of intelligence, like in bodily intelligence or intuition that you start to be able to hear in a way almost like what your body wants. Yeah, yeah I like this, re-educate your senses. Hi, this is Kari Life Art and you are listening to Body is a Temple, podcast that will motivate and inspire you to live longer and look younger. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is Kari Life Art and you are listening to Body is a Temple podcast and today, in today's interview will be with uh, Alina. But before I will jump to the interview, I want to, as always, uh, remind you to follow me on the social media, Instagram and uh, Facebook under at kari.live.art. And also, if you want to listen to the podcast more, you can find all the episodes on my website, kari.liveart.com. And also on uh, all podcast platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Teachers, Podcast Edit or wherever you're uh, listening to podcasts in. And I am here with my mission to help you live longer and look younger. So I hope you enjoy my content and the other episodes of the podcast. And this interview is really amazing and mind-blowing like all like all my guests. Like usually I am so at uh, thrived, thrilled that I can interview this kind of amazing people. But before I gonna go, before I'm gonna start the show, the interview with Elena, I want to also tell you about my seven-week transformation program that I am starting on 21st of December. And to sign up, you can reach me through the DM message on the social media or you can email me to address carry.live.art at gmail.com. And I'm very stressed about this program because this is the first time when I'm starting the, the group program. But I'm also very um, happy to start it because I learned a lot of uh, over last couple of months and years about coaching, about the life, about health. And I'm so excited to uh, share this knowledge with you. What's, what are we going to do in this program? So first of all, you're going to have five daily tasks per week to do connected with your self-care and daily routine. Those are really simple tasks and I want to really push you to to do those tasks, um, to, you know, start implementing some changes in your life. And you don't have to like all of them, but during the program, I would like you to try all of them to have your opinion if you like them or not. So this is the first, like, main thing during the program, the seven weeks. And then we're going to have also two group coaching calls on Mondays and Fridays, um, which are basically obligatory. And on Monday, we're going to 
talk about the weekly goals uh, during um, for the for the week, and on Friday we're going to do some kind of retro. So the main goal for this program is a f- to improve your health, life, and overall well-being. Lose some weight and uh, learn how to create healthy habits, habits, not restrictions. And if you feel that you are stuck with your health, stuck with your losing weight, that nothing is gonna help you, that you your age, your hormones, your metabolism is slow. This is the transformation program that uh, will prove you that you are wrong. Because if you are following me, you know that I am approaching my um, 30 year of uh, of my living on this earth, and I don't look like this uh, age, and I am naturally perfectly. Uh, beauty and and living and looking young and I just been um, I'm here now in Mexico City and I did all kinds of research uh, connected with my health like a blood test gynecologist like all kinds of things and all the doctors were basically amazed of my health and they said yeah like everything is perfectly fine like your so skinny you your uh everything is like that the results they're so perfect like you are amazing you i don't know if i will translate this correctly uh to english because but in poland in poland we have um we 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 say that we are as healthy as a fish in the water so uh i don't know if this is the same meaning in English. So yes, I'm walking and living proof that you can live longer and look younger at any age and you can lose weight and you can um, be happy and you can be in amazing shape without uh, sacrificing, without some you know crazy restrictions and dieting. But how, if you want to know how, um, please join me to my transformation program that I'm starting 21st of December. But if you don't want to start a program with me, just keep following me, keep following my podcast, keep, uh, you know, following me on social media. And I will be super grateful if you will leave me a comment, of course, and if you will share uh, the podcast that if you like it with um, your friends, family, or anyone that you uh, might think would like to listen to this. So... Alina will introduce herself at the beginning of the podcast and um, and I also explain like how I met her during the show. So the only thing that I have left now is um, just invite you to listen. Thank you for joining Buddy Aza Temple and enjoy the show. Hi guys, my name is Karina. Welcome to Buddy is a Temple podcast and show. And my guest today is Alina. I came across her work through the bio, biodynamic breathwork. Mm-hmm. This is how I uh, call it That's correctly. Correct. Okay, which was um, lots of breakthroughs uh, for me during the sessions. So I thought that I'm going to invite her to share this technique and and uh, why it's such a profound uh, tool for your mind, body, and healing. Um, but of course, I want to ask you first to introduce yourself, like why you into this, like what's your story, like how you get uh, engaged with this uh, breathwork. Mm-hmm. So my name is Elina and 
pretty much what I work with now is transformative therapies in a way. So different types of transformative therapies and one of them is biodynamic breathwork and trauma release. I focus a lot on uh, looking out for tools that can really help people to release long-held shocks, stresses, trauma, conditioning, anything that kind of stands in your own way to be who you truly are, to feel more empowered, to feel more yourself, to have a better connection with your body, with your also higher self in a way. So breathwork that you tried together with me is one of those tools that I use amongst many others. And how I came across it, well, I don't really know where to start, really. Start, <laughs> where are you from? You're from Ukraine. I was born in Latvia. Ah, Latvia, okay, sorry. Yeah, That's so good. you were born in, we are here now in Mexico, Mexico yes. Tulum. So, like, how, what, what was it, the steps on the way that brought you here and, and mm-hmm. where you met the, the breath technique on the way? It's been a long, long journey, really. Mm-hmm. I was born in Latvia. I grew up in France. Mm-hmm. And when I finished university, I started to travel around the world quite a bit and to live in different cultures and countries. Always kind of called by learning, studying, experiencing different healing arts and therapy modalities that I've always been passionate about. So I've been always kind of looking for how to break out of that box that we're kind of in, you know, as, mm-hmm. um, as humans, that we often come across this suffering, this unreleased pain, you know, that all this like struggle that humans go through, it kind of became a quest for me to find ways out of it, to find ways back to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I started to travel, I started to go to different cultures to study meditation, massage, energy work, um, mindfulness, different cultures, traditions around the world, and uh, lived in Australia, lived in Asia, in uh, India for quite some many years, in Thailand, Bali, many different cultures. So every time I went somewhere, I learned a new tool, I learned a new therapy, and I tried on myself first what worked, mm-hmm. what didn't work, what I found profound, what I kept in my toolbox some things I didn't so it was an ongoing journey like this and gradually I started to realize that I need to work with this with people so it started as my own healing journey as my own path to understand myself better and with time it became more and more clear that is also what I'm meant to do in the world that's how I'm supposed to support other people also to get back to their center in a way mm-hmm. so Along all these studies and this quest, in a way, came breathwork and trauma release. And it came in a moment when I was asking for a tool that helps you to release also from your cells, that helps you to also release that imprint from the body, actually. Not from only the mind, but actually from the cells. Because we tend to keep the memory of everything we've been through we keep it in our nervous system, in our cellular memory, and often that manifests as tension, as pain, as situations that repeat themselves, well, no matter what you do, certain beliefs that keep coming back. So I was really asking for a tool that can help to release that. And in an interesting way, that's when breathwork and somatic experiencing and all these modalities came to my knowing, and I started to experiment with that and found tremendous deep healing 
very very powerful like really down to the core and I released things from my own system that I didn't believe anymore I could so that's where I started to see the magic and the power that lays in in working with breath and with transformative therapies and all the other things also included so it kind of happened organically actually mm-hmm. it was an unfolding of um, trying and gathering different tools and then starting to play around and combine them to find what works in the most efficient way to really support people. And that leads to this moment where it's a very guided, um, intuitive process, really, in between everything I learned and received and also what I um, intuitively receive in the moment when I connect to the person and feel where they're at and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. It's been, in a way, a lifelong quest and a lifelong process, and I'm sure it's still unfolding. Yeah, beautiful. And like from my experience, like usually the day after sessions with you, my life just turned upside down, <laughs> 180. I had, I had, I thought like I have some, you know, release, and the session like brought me to what's important for me. And the day after, I was just losing it, and I was <laughs> learning to letting go and my expectation and and yeah and like really uh, understand you know other things but can you tell um, more about the technique like uh, why is it releasing this trauma and tension from the cells like why is this different on from other breath techniques mm-hmm. so as i mentioned in this moment the way that i work with people is a <laughs> is a mix of all the different methods. So I mm-hmm. can't really say that I'm working just with one technique and method. It's a very intuitive and guided and channeled process that uses different methods and also very intuitive. So it's like work. your personal approach. It's not uh, some um, guided program, but it just everything that you collect actually to your your own approach? In this moment, yes. Mm-hmm. This being said, I am trained and certified in biodynamic breath and trauma mm-hmm. release, which is a modality that's recognized and I have a certification and loads of experience in that and I definitely use a lot of elements from that specific technique mm-hmm. of working with breath. And it is a combination of deep connected breathing, self-awareness, counseling, body work, movement, um, meditation, different tools, somatic experiencing, also TRE, trauma release exercises. So it's really a combination of different tools brought together in a holistic way, together with energy work and really working on the soul and physical level. So why it's working is that it is a combination, that sometimes we need an approach from different angles. Um, and breath is one of the tools that helps us to go into a deeper state of consciousness in a way. Because when we work with deep connected breathing in the way that I do in the sessions, like you, what we experienced is that we charge the body with high levels of oxygen. So that in itself is detoxifying physically and emotionally. It also alkalizes the body. There's a mm-hmm. lot of amazing health benefits to it. It starts to activate your brain in a different way, your nervous system so that the frequency in your brain waves start changing and that's where the ego and the mind can start calming down. Mm -hmm. And basically from that space of no mind is where the magic can start happening, that's where the therapy can start happening, which is a combination between 
your being and what you allow and the energy that's working through me and from that space we can guide together the work to where it's needed. Mm-hmm. And you're also asking uh, us during the sessions to, to lay down in a certain position, like why is this position, like, why are you choosing this one? Well, why we lay down on the floor is that it's a safe space. You mm-hmm. can't fall. Yeah, but you're asking about <laughs> with, uh, having a legs open. There's many yeah. different ways of working mm-hmm. with the body. That is just one element, and that uh, stems from the TRE, the trauma release exercises of activating uh, certain responses in the body. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be just in that way. There's okay. many different ways to work, but usually the sessions take place on the ground with eyes closed, mm-hmm. usually, that again can change. Sometimes the session can take place standing, moving, um, sitting, but the basic, most safe way um, that I work with people, especially in group context, would be laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Because you can start to enter very deep processes, you can start to feel very activated, very sensitive, so laying down is more supportive, like you can't really fall over or mm-hmm. nothing can happen to you. It's also easier to work with you in that way. Mm-hmm. And you also have very nice music, which is kind of like building attention at the beginning and uh, later coming down. Uh, I'm sure you like consciously also using the uh, the music, like how, how important is also the sound in this one? Mm-hmm. Sound is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to work with sound and uh, that's another passion of mine that's always been there, exploring the sounds and music um, from different places and cultures and really to experiment on how frequency can affect and support also our healing journey. Mm -hmm. So each sound, each frequency has an effect on our emotions and our cells and can really support beautifully that process of deepening the release of deepening the emotional release and also to feel safe and come back into a safe, integrated way. So, yes, absolutely. I've been collecting music my whole life and Mm -hmm. uh, also with the music I use in the sessions, it's, again, a very intuitive, guided process of what I feel in the moment is needed in the group or the person's field, what kind of frequency they need in the moment to to deepen their experience. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we have so many of the, the trauma and pain, uh, you know, stuck inside us in the first place? It's a very good question that actually I started asking myself from a very young age. Mm. I think I can remember from a very young age I always was very perplexed by, by human existence. I really couldn't understand, like, why do we go through all these experiences? Why there's so much pain and suffering in the world? Why do we do all these things to each other? Like, really, I guess my higher self was really perplexed by this paradox. And um, that's what started this quest, I think, to Mm -hmm. find answers. Because somewhere deep inside, I believe that there's way more to us than that. what I can understand from my own journey more than anything else I've been and from working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people is, well, we come here in a way to experience this human experience in this flesh and bone, to learn certain things, to experience certain aspects of the human life. And also part of it seems to be also the shadow side, also the pain, but also the beauty. 
And somehow this plane, this world, this material world that we can call planet Earth, or however we want to refer to it, is a world of um, duality, where we came to it experience <laughs> the materia, we came to experience this paradox to learn from it. And unfortunately, in a way, or fortunately, I don't know, but it seems that we are still at that frequency where we learn through pain. Like often we, we realize that, teacher, yes. yeah, mm -hmm. that, it, that that opportunity for growth often lays in, in the biggest moments of pain. That's often where we can find the biggest strength if we are guided and supported in that. And of course I'm aware that there's so many layers to this and, and struggles that can be or seem way deeper than anyone could possibly overcome. But I guess in a way it is that mystery of the human existence. It is that question that some of us come here to ask, like why? why? And how to transcend it and how to release it, how to come back to source, to that state of wholeness that I believe we all remember in a way when we come here as a soul. We remember somewhere deep inside how it feels to feel one with source, with everything, with everyone, with the love consciousness, the heart consciousness. And somewhere deep inside, we still long from, for that state of unity, of wholeness, of, of being in your potential. And then we come here and human life happens. Mm -hmm. Lessons happen, struggles, hardships sometimes, very awful situations and challenges to overcome. And we start to slowly forget how it feels to be one with our true nature and we start to create beliefs about life, about love. We start to keep in our bodies unresolved emotions, anger, fear, pain. And slowly, slowly in that way, we start to build an armor, armor of protection that kind of builds this wall between life and ourselves and our true selves. Why we go through this process is a good question. What I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. It didn't do Sorry for that. No worries. It's recording. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, the most beautiful thing in this process, though, what I have found is that no matter how much time has happened since you experienced that moment of pain and struggle, there is something inside of us that seeks for that completion, that wants that release, that wants that healing. And what I mean by that is that even if it's been many, many years that a hard situation happened and that someone hasn't been able to release that pain or that struggle, that trauma, whether it's from this lifetime or previous lifetimes or generational, ancestral, mm -hmm. there's something deep inside of us that wants to release it. So if you are given that moment, that space, that safe space by a loving presence, and professional care, safe space, you can actually transcend time and space and release that emotion. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Like, pain is the best teacher and the best opportunity for growth. But also, as you said, um, we need to find a space where we can use it, safe space, when we can transcend this experience because what I notice also like many people get stuck in this pain and they don't know what to do with this. They build this armor, they build this castle around to pretend that everything is fine, nothing is going on, uh, while they, they need to 
uh, find a way to release it and through the release and through this experience through acknowledging this uh, this um, this potent teacher that came and uh, they can progress and they can grow Absolutely. and all the all the coaches are also saying like how you can take the worst thing that happened to you and make it as your best this is all about but this is very difficult because painful feelings are making us close inside, are, are making us like we want to you know, hold ourselves, shorten ourselves and instead of opening. And it's, um, it's, it's important to find, yeah, to find a coach, find a leader, find a guide who can help us to go, go through this. Um, how, what, what, how do you think, um, you said like we can, we can transform this painful experience from no matter where they happen, and um, what would be the first step for someone who feels that he holds something inside, don't know what it is, is afraid to face it actually, um, but feels that this is something that he needs to let go, like what would you recommend to do? So everything you said is absolutely true. Um, these walls of protection, these self-defense mechanisms, they're natural responses of the being to protect oneself and sometimes to get through experiences that are very challenging and in the moment you need to go through that process of building that armor or kind of protecting yourself but with time it can mean that you close yourself from life and from pleasure too because as you numb pain you numb pleasure also mm -hmm. so often what happens is that if you avoid looking into those deeper emotions and unresolved pains, as long as there is this denial or this blockage, people also experience it, that it's hard to feel the pleasant side of life. Like it's harder to have full joy, sensuality, happiness, because all the sensations go through the same channels, through the same body. So in a way, there is no way around to heal, you have to feel. And to feel, you have to be willing to do the work. And it's true that sometimes it's not very comfortable to look into the unresolved emotions, pains, memories, traumas, all these things. At times it can be very, very challenging to really face up to it. And it does take courage, it does take dedication to be willing to show up for oneself because you know that there's something at the end, that there's something more to you than just this, and there's something higher, better for yourself deep inside, behind all those layers of pain. But the first step would be to be willing to do the work, because no one and nothing will be able to force you. No therapist, healer, shaman, anyone, no one can do the work for you. But to find the right support system that resonates with you and the right therapies or healing modalities or shamanic practices or whatever that is that works for you is important but first and for all you have to be willing to show up for yourself and then once you feel ready perhaps to investigate ask around find feel what works for you. There's many different uh, healing and therapy modalities, there's many different ways of working with the mind, the emotions and the body and the energy and it's a matter of resonance. You know? mm -hmm. So what one person would resonate with the way I work, maybe someone else will resonate with someone else. 
But most important is to find a structure that's safe, that talks your language, that feels where you're at, professional care, you know, like someone that can really create that safe container and give you the tools and the guidance to dive deeper into your internal oceans. Integration is super important, no matter what it is that you're doing, whether it's breath work or plant medicine or any transformative therapy or life coaching. Mm -hmm. The ongoing work is where the key is, is to keep doing the work, shifting your everyday life, showing up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you have any techniques that inspire or motivate people to find this wheel? Because I, as a coach, for example, I see sometimes people or my friends and it's just breaking my heart that they are, you know, keep being stuck. They, I feel they're suffering. I feel the pain. I see the, the tears, literally. And I'm, you know, trying to look, maybe you can try this, you can try this, you can try this, but they are, no, this is not for me. No, this is not for me. They're, you know, looking for excuses, but for months and years, like keep being in the same place. Yes. And it's breaking my heart if it's my friend. Even if it's not my friend, it's just breaking my heart that I can see, you know, the bigger picture and just a little bit going somewhere, doing something different might help, you know. So there's a few things that come up as you share this. Like first and for all, like back to the idea that you can't force anyone to be ready. I know. <laughs> so even though you see their potential and their light and their ability to heal and you, you see also their pain points, if they're not ready to let go and if there's still a very strong identification with the past and the story, there might be a part within, within us that's not ready to let go of that identity. And at the same time, to find appropriate coach or therapist that can help you into the process of seeing that is often part of the work, and often that that is what happens with people with whom I work. Like we first start to work on the so-called shadow self, mm. on the lower self sides, like all those self-sabotaging voices and mechanisms that stand in your own way, that often are attached to the past, to the suffering, and to the victim. And sometimes it takes a bit of time to really understand what are the patterns there, what are the mechanisms there. And that's where the self-inquiry work, shadow work, and lifestyle strategy, and all these things come into play. And that's where I focus on working with people in that way, to identify mm -hmm. these processes. And um, from there on, people may start to see where their patterns are, where their beliefs are, where their self-sabotaging mechanisms are, where there might be a, a no to life, a part that actually doesn't want healing, a part that actually might be attached to the story and to the identity that the past and the suffering is giving us. And that sometimes is very tricky to accept because we're like, no, of course I want healing, of course I want mm -hmm. to feel good, I want all these beautiful goals. And yet, as you say, like, there's always something to avoid that, that, or nothing's working, or there's always a good excuse. That's when we need to start to look into ourselves with very deep and honest look. Like, am I really willing? Mm -hmm. Or is there a part of me that's actually holding on? Mm -hmm. And of course that work can be very uncomfortable and again 
the right support and guidance in that moment is crucial because it can be help to work through them. It can hold the person through the process of working with these shadows in a safe way. Radical self-responsibility, very needed in the healing process because it can become challenging. It is challenging. challenging. (laughs) Especially when we have been through some really intense life experiences and some of them can be very, very painful and very intense. And also not to negate that, not to diminish or bypass the pain and the suffering that's been there. Not to just give it a meaning of like, oh, it's a gifting in disguise. Yes, but sometimes we first need to feel the pain. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we first need to acknowledge that yes, there's been deep wounding and to give the voice to that part that will depart mm-hmm. in the same way. Yes, beautiful. I love when I hear myself sometimes uh, saying things, I will never do that, or I will. this is not my thing, because that's a sign for me that I will <laughs> do that for sure. With Mexico was this, like my friend was buying some tickets in a, uh, in some offer, special offer, and he was like, oh, come with me to Mexico. I was like, I will never go that way. <laughs> Here I am, <laughs> living in Tulum. And also with this breakthrough and painful things that you, you, you said, like this is the same channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mentor Ram Das is also saying like wherever you are enlightened, uh, all his, uh, wherever he was enlightened, all his uh, gurus were talking to him, just come back to your breath. And wherever he was suffering, all his mentors were saying to him, just come back to your breath. And, and, and this is the, the, the true story, yeah, the yeah. breath, the most important thing. Can yes. you tell um, what other uh, like kind of work you do with like the, the breath sessions, this is where I came across. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, other like therapy or techniques that you're currently working with? Yes, so basically what I work uh, with, as I said, is a combination. Of mm-hmm. So breath work being one of the tools that I use. So. When a person comes to me, first I will have an interview with them, we will assess what's going on, what are the intentions, what are the pain points, uh, what are the struggles, what's going on. And then according to that, I create the process very intuitively with which tools to use and in which sense. So there's a lot of lifestyle strategy, counseling. There's a lot of shadow work, self-inquiry work, which is more from the realm of psycho-spirituality, so really diving into the aspects of the denying parts of the self, kind of bring the subconscious into the conscious. So there's many different techniques that are involved into that, that are guided processes to help people through that. And then there's body work, the armoring body work, myofascial release, breath work, movement, somatic experiencing, Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he wants to make to sure. Too. <laughs> yes, he always does. <laughs> okay. uh, movement therapy also I use a lot. Uh, embodiment practices. So there's a lot of different tools like belly organ massage, deep fascia release, like really working and releasing the the imprints in the mm-hmm. body. Um, energy work. Yeah. Different tools that really are a combination. So. When a person comes to me, we assess, and it's mm-hmm. like a journey that unfolds with each time. Mm-hmm. When people come for retreats, I craft also that personalized program according to their journey, to what's going on with them. So it really is an alive and organic process. 
um, a transformative kind of rebirthing process. And breathwork being one of the most important tools that I use, that allows me to take people into a frequency from which then we can work with all the different aspects. Mm -hmm. And from your experience in traveling, can you tell some stories about this? Like what was the most beautiful place you see or <laughs> and mm, the most maybe not ugly but like the most challenging or what did you really had to face some fears <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a big question i think it's all of it had all of it okay <laughs> really from my first big travel all the way to australia where i really feel my consciousness kind of broke i walk and really like started to open up in, in the wide open spaces in the middle of nothing else than nature of the most incredible beauty like I really started to hear more myself or higher self however you want to call it talk to me and so that was a big moment of initiation and uh, also I lived in India for many many years like half of the year for eight years I was in India teacher there, we were working a lot with shadow work and uh, psycho-spirituality and uh, also meditation and Vedic practices of all kinds and, and that moment was really interesting because it really started to break down my ego and my victim. It really started to break down all these behaviors and masks of identity that I had into place that was covering my own pain, my own unresolved issues. So I guess that was the most challenging and the most beautiful moment of my life. That moment when I really understood I'm not a victim. Mm -hmm. That I, no matter what has happened to me, I have the power from this moment on to redesign my reality and not to be a victim to my past. And I think that moment that really when you, I understood it deep inside my heart and my body, not only in my mind, it changed completely the course of my life. And I think from that moment on, I really started to receive more and more information on how to work with people and how to help them in these processes too, of empowerment really, of coming back to themselves. And what happened that helped you to understand, like not understand, actually like feel and embody this, uh, um, this approach that you are not a victim? It was a lot of uh, self-study with my teacher. As I mentioned in India, so a lot of uh, self-inquiry work, a lot of shadow work, a lot of meditation, silent meditation retreats, a lot of energy work, a lot of introspection and understanding to really go into the wounded self and to understand where it all comes from. So it really was an ongoing process through these practices and through the talks and discourses and and. Mm -hmm wisdom received and guidance received uh, during that time and um, it was a combination I guess also of when we're ready the teacher appears in a way in whatever form that is mm -hmm. yeah whether it's through a friend an encounter an actual teacher a method a plant medicine when you're ready you will be able to hear it and receive it so it really happened in that way I wasn't planning on it but somewhere deep inside something new Mm -hmm. So also going to India the first time I went there when I was quite young and it was this very intuitive moment of like 
a voice inside of my head that was saying, like, you have to go to India alone. I was like, wow, okay, really? That's where I started to listen more and more to my intuition, and that was the most transformative thing I could have done. So, it's been moments of breakthroughs, moments mm -hmm. of awakening, experiences, therapies, encounters, teachers, plant medicines, living conditions, mm -hmm. just constantly opening the mind and expanding the awareness of what's possible. Okay, beautiful. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about health. Uh, I know it's important for you to take care of yourself um, from what you eat to what you drink, what you do, how you move your body. Uh, can you tell what's your best practices of Self-care, struggle, like for me in a way, it came up very naturally. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is my diet pretty much, plant-based. And uh, the quality of the water you drink is super important. And uh, the frequency that we take in, like I really believe that your healing process can be enhanced or interrupted by what you eat and drink. Mm -hmm. So you might go to all these therapies and all, do all these plant medicines and do all kinds of things. But if once you're out of that, you keep eating and drinking crap, you will keep lowering your immunity, lowering your energy, your frequency in your body, the vibration at which your cells function and your body functions. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I call the podcast Body is a Temple, because mm -hmm. I want to you know, show people that the, the spirituality and the physical matter that we have in this body all needs to work together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's not a separate thing. Mm -hmm. For me, it's very much hand in hand. Because the more clean my diet is, the more clear my mind is. The more clear my intuition is, my senses. Mm -hmm. Also, the better I can work with people, the better I can feel myself, how I feel. Mm -hmm. So it is really like a cleansing process, but it doesn't have to be harsh or strict on the opposite. It actually is a very joyful, organic experience. It actually feels great. It yeah, actually feels good. good. But sometimes if you need to re-educate it with your senses, yeah, and to kind of inform yourself about uh, what your body actually needs. And then with time, you develop this kind of intelligence, like in bodily intelligence or intuition, that you start to be able to hear in a way, almost like what your body wants. Yeah, yeah I like this, re-educate your senses. Because yeah, I, working with people I hear many times, like I cannot live without bread, or I cannot live without meat, or I cannot live without this one. Mm -hmm. And this is this kind of the, the beliefs of that those senses gonna need this one. But when they really start to in tune, like, and they, I'm, I'm uh, offering them some changes a little bit and they start to feel better and they actually starting to be more open that the change is possible and actually the feeling better is more important for them than eating certain things that they like. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And often that's how it functions is 
the beliefs can be so strong about anything, about food, but also about ourselves. And actually, a lot of these beliefs we kind of imprint in our psyche at a very young age, like the first six years of our lives, and then up to nine, like are the years where we're like little sponges. So everything that happens around us is going to start building a belief system around love, around our bodies, about ourselves, about life, about money, about sexuality, about food. So a lot of these beliefs are not even ours. They're kind of borrowed or created from a situation as a way of coping with something. So also that is a process of unlearning and actually re-educating the internal intelligence. But there is a process of undoing first that needs to happen, you know, because a lot of these things are just mechanical beliefs, like, oh, I can't live without da-da-da. Who said that? Yeah. Have you tried without it? Have you died? Probably not. And it's true that by feeling, by having that experience, whether that's through healing modalities or through food, when you feel it in your body, it's very different than thinking. You might believe in a concept from the level of the mind. Okay, I think this is true, you know, eating vegetables must be good. But then until that moment that you actually eat differently or have experienced that joy or that connection to your body, or that sense of self, when you have felt it inside, no one can take that experience away. It becomes more embodied, it becomes more real. While it's only at the level of the mind, it's just a thought. So to start experiencing things, to experiment, to have experiential um, experiences is super important, whether that's with healing modalities or with food, so you can actually feel, okay, how does it feel? And often we're so much into our minds that we have disconnected from the body. So again, the process of re-educating that sense of feeling. Mm -hmm. And once you felt better, you know how it feels. You don't want to go back. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about water. You introduced me the first time I, I drink the Kangen water. And I, yes. I felt like the difference. I felt like lighter <laughs> straight away, basically. Yeah. And uh, water is so very important for me because we are made of water. And the memory is stored in the water, our past memory and like our emotions and experience. And, um, and I know you are very much also into the water, so, oh, yeah. so please. <laughs> uh, definitely. Well, we are made of 75% of water, something around these numbers. Some so people say 80 even. Yeah. yeah, so that's quite a lot. So basically we're, mm -hmm. we're water drop with emotions. <laughs> mm, nice. <laughs> so water is extremely important, of course. Imagine if all that internal water, like 80% of your body is toxic and stagnant. How can, how do we feel? Like we also feel lethargic, unclear, tired, all kinds of illnesses can start to create themselves, often from an acidic environment in the body. So the water we drink actually is even more important than what we eat in a way. Because if you are even, let's say, plant-based, vegan, eat all healthy but drink bad water, you will still be in a mildly acidic state. An acidic state is basically pH below 6. And a lot of us are living in this acidic state because of the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, the things we put on our skin, the things we breathe, the water we drink from the tap or from the plastic bottles. It's very, very toxic, full of chemicals and all kinds of things. So. Often we have forgotten how it feels to actually feel in a high vibrational water mm -hmm. in our bodies. 
So why I became so passionate about water itself? Well, because for me, healing and well-being is so, so important and so fascinating. Also nutrition and healing and energy and all that. And when I started to connect more to the energy of the water and to drink more alkaline water, the canyon water that you're mentioning, I also started to feel the difference. Like the first week I felt like I was high all the time. <laughs> because what starts to happen is that you start to detoxify your body. You start to flush out all the accumulated toxins throughout years sometimes that we have accumulated in our lymphatic system, in our internal water. So you start to flush it out. And you start to clean your pineal gland. So find the pineal gland is connected to the third eye. It's like this little tiny gland you have in the middle of our brain that's connected to insight, intuition, awareness, consciousness, all these things. And often people have that gland very calcified because of fluoride in the tap water and the food we drink and the food we eat and many things. So you start to decalcify that as you start to drink alkaline, hydrogen-rich water. So your senses start to become more acute. Your vision starts to become clearer. Your skin, your body, your energy levels, everything changes. So water would be probably one of the most important things that you can improve in your diet and your well-being, no matter what kind of foods you actually eat. Even if you're vegetarian, you eat your meat. even more important than that would be the water you drink, mm-hmm. according to me. Because you start to change, you start to re-educate your body, you start to kind of replace the stagnant water by healing, healthy, alkaline internal waters. Mm-hmm. Then the organs function better, more physical uh, performance is improved, so many things. Mm-hmm. It's endless. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Before I ask my uh, last question, um, mm-hmm. tell to the listeners where they can find more about you. So I will uh, leave you my website, mm-hmm. my Instagram, my Facebook, which is Elena O. Vincent on all platforms. <laughs> Elena O. Vincent on Instagram and Facebook. On my website mm-hmm. is also elinaovincent.com, so maybe we can put it under, yes, of course under we will. the video. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can reach out with any questions you have about any of these topics that we covered. I do work with people online, in person, I do retreats, private retreats, group retreats, and there's different ways we can work about anything that comes up, or anything that you want to ask about the health, or the therapies, or the water, you can send me a message and I will be happy to, to answer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you could recommend to the listeners uh, one thing that they can start to from today that will improve <laughs> their life, what would it be and why? Breathe deeper, <laughs> really, really. It's incredible to see how we live from a space with very shallow breath. Really, it's it's something we take for granted, and yet it's pure magic of life. Our breath is everything. Like it, actually, the first detoxifying process is deep breath. Like before even any juice cleanse or diet, breathing is this first mechanism that starts to cleanse and detoxify your body. So if you will start to breathe deeper, you will not only cleanse your body better, but you will also become more aware, more calm, more centered, more present. So really I think the two most powerful things that I could recommend is take more time to breathe. Even if it's five, 10 minutes, 
a day to sit down and put some nice music and take some deep breath and become aware of your breathing and see how you can expand your inhalation exhalation. It can be deep inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth and just for five, ten minutes, doesn't need to be more per day, you will really start to feel the difference. Mm -hmm. Can we take like two, three, this kind of yes. break? Of course. <laughs> okay. So you can close your eyes, and relax your shoulders, relax your, your neck, your chest, allow your body to soften. You're going to allow your jaw and your mouth to soften as well, creating space. And start by inhaling deeply in through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. Inhaling deeply, exhaling fully through the mouth, allowing your mouth to relax. And with each inhale and exhale, seeking that expansion, seeking to expand, to stretch more your lungs, your ability to breathe. And it might be that at the beginning you feel like the breath is a bit shallow, that there's a bit of a struggle, there's some tension. Just notice what's there. Notice the quality of your breath. Notice if it's shallow or if it's deep. And with each inhale and exhale, try to expand it more. Try to stretch it more. Deep breath in, in. And out. Inhale, inhale, exhale. You can visualize that your breath is like a wave in this way that comes and goes. You're inhaling, exhale, inhaling, exhale. minutes like this per day and I promise you will feel the difference. Yeah, so simple and yet easier said than done. I'm also trying to motivate myself to start the day with the breathing, but I feel yes. inspired now yes. because I usually m meditate in the morning, but now I feel that I need some change. I need to change my routine. I need something, some shift because the meditation is kind of not bringing the outcome that I, I, I need for like my peace and I think that the breath will be the thing. Absolutely, you know, but the powerful thing about breath also is that it helps you to calm down the mind. So, to really calm down the monkey mind, the most efficient manner is to have deep connected breath even for five minutes. Like, as an experiment, everyone, I advise you to just try it five minutes a day and see how it happens, see how you feel afterwards. And keep it to five minutes, maybe even two to start with, so that the no, the internal no doesn't create this excuse, oh, one hour, it's so long. Mm. We all can find two, five minutes a day and start experimenting how that feels. And the more you breathe, the more your, your mind calms down, actually. It's very, very efficient and powerful for people who have a very busy mind and for whom it's hard to sit in a seated meditation because the thoughts are just like so active, use this breath. Use this breath as a preparation for your meditation, maybe five minutes of breathing, and then you can do your meditation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anything else from you you want to add to the closure? <laughs> <laughs> I 
think um, self-awareness is a very beautiful journey and uh, I know it might feel a bit scary and sometimes there's all these good excuses to not show up for oneself but it's so worth it and my biggest reward is really to see the transformation in people to witness it under my eyes when someone blossoms or comes out uh, lighter you can see the facial features change the body change their life change and it's such a beautiful thing like we came here to also enjoy life and um, there's so much potential in each and every one that my biggest passion is to give these keys to anyone who's ready to access at least a little bit more of that so yeah that's what I want to say yeah, beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much and thank you for being here now I feel that in 2020 we need people you know like you a lot uh, to help understand you know what's going on in this whole um, situation that we are living here and I believe this is a very profound year for awakening for people Absolutely. and and it's so good that there's there are people like you who can help others to, to guide them through, through the process of transformation mm -hmm. thank you so much it is a, an important year indeed and mm -hmm. I think that this can be a very powerful moment for very very deep awakening if we allow it so strengthen your immune system you know strengthen your emotions your mind and your heart intelligence by doing these practices, by doing more breath work, by drinking more clean water, like by becoming more kind and compassionate to ourselves and each other. Mm -hmm. um, because the world, like we need this right now. We really need to do everything we can to keep the vibration high. Because right now everything is done to lower it, to really press us down as humanity, as consciousness. Mm -hmm. So on our own personal level and with people around us. Do whatever you can from your own little microcosm to, to keep it up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as you said, like uh, the, the growth goes through the pain usually. So this is the pain that we had to experience to grow and up-level our civilization. I believe that. <laughs> we have to believe that. Yeah, okay. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening to Body is a Temple. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you found some and you found some inspiration and motivation to change your life and you are interested with uh, searching for answers in your life what keeps you stuck and how you can overcome this one more time i want to remind you that you can listen to body is a temple podcast on all podcast platforms spotify itunes stitchers podcast Addict, or wherever you listening to podcasts on and also the rest of the episodes are on my website karyalifeart.com if you like it please comment that means a lot for, for me your comment means really a lot for me and also share it with your friends and family or everyone you think might like to listen to this and i want to invite you also to follow me on the social media under at kari that life that art it's k-a-r-i that life that art and also if you want to transform your life lose weight feel better feel that you 
fully alive in upcoming 2021 year it's high time to start now this year on 21st of the, the uh, 21st of december with me so dm me on, my, on the social media or reach me through my uh, email carry.live.art at gmail.com that was carry life art and you are listening to body is a temple podcast mm-hmm.